On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I tell the story that taught me this week that absolutely none of this is guaranteed. Hey, what's going on? Hope you're well. This is episode number 14 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. For 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year. This is the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and it's a completely honest view into my life as I take on some fairly unusual things. I hope you're well. I hope that the effects of coronavirus aren't impacting your life too much. I've literally just finished watching the um, the Prime Minister and the Chief Medical and Scientific Officer's announcement uh, about how we're moving from the contain to the delay phase. And so between that and the stock markets and the economy and everything else that's going on, uh, this this very suddenly feels like very uncertain times. It's definitely the most... Uh, uncertain period that I've ever lived through. Um, this this is going to be a fairly short episode. Uh, I just I talk about just one thing, which will make sense uh, when we get into it. But before I do that, let me just fill you in on the last week. So uh, in mon- on Monday, I was just back from Paris, as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, and I worked from home in Corby. And that was pretty much the case on Tuesday as well, just at home in Corby doing some work. And then you remember last week we spoke about the very tight turnaround project that I had on. Uh, and so on Wednesday I went to meet with Alex and we did some work on that project for the day uh, before heading out for dinner that evening. And then on Thursday I was back in Wales, back in the office, and that was the same on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And so last week was, it was rare, but it was a, a seven-day work week. Uh, but it's something that every now and then when you run a business, when things happen, which you need to respond to, it's just something that you need to do. And so that was it. Materially last week, it wasn't uh, that unusual or that noteworthy from a work point of view. Uh, other than one thing, and it's the thing that I want to talk about in this episode, which happened uh, completely out of the blue. And it's it's something bad, but... Uh, like I've said a couple of times in this series already, I want to be completely honest with uh, everything which happens in these 52 weeks, right? So that it's a, a real view into my life. And so that, of course, means talking about the positives and the negatives. Uh, and I have to say that even now, whilst trying to work out what to say for this episode, it has been hard to to know how to feel about talking about this. So um, if I sound somewhat caged, Uh, It's purely because I don't want to say too much uh, out of respect to other people. So on Friday, I was in a meeting in the office, uh, like I said, and my phone rang. uh, And it was a friend of mine from back in Corby, somebody who uh, I know well, but we don't speak all that often, right? So it was was unusual for him to be calling me out of the blue uh, on a Friday afternoon. But I was in a meeting, so I, I bounced the call and I waited until it was over, until I could give him a call back. And I I gave him a call back. And when I got through, I didn't quite know what was up. His words were something like, uh, are you in the middle of anything right now? To which I said, no, you know, I'm good to chat. What's up? Um, And he was he was somebody the person on the phone was somebody that I met through my friend Marco, who 
you know, I've since gone on to become really good friends with this person. Uh, and so on Friday afternoon, completely out of the blue, he was calling to let me know that he had just heard that uh, our friend Marco had died in a car accident in Serbia earlier that day. Uh, now, fortunately, if that's even the right word, uh, this is the first call of that kind I've ever received. So it, uh, as I'm sure every other call that anybody gets like that does, it threw me. Uh, at first, it, it didn't feel real. I had to double check that he was right, triple check even, check that we were even talking about the right person. I just couldn't quite comprehend what had just been said to me. But nonetheless, um, he was right. And so we had a conversation about it as we both very much in the moment, having just learned this news, tried to get our heads around it. And then the call ended and I just kind of sat in the meeting room, in the seat I'm in right now, actually, for about 10 minutes, not really thinking much, just kind of sat there reflecting uh, in silence, confused, stunned. I don't know what the word is, but it was a feeling that I had never felt before. And then after trying to bring myself closer to comprehending what I just been told uh, in the same way that Sinisha had phoned me to let me know, uh, I thought it was only right that I made a couple of calls to let people in uh, our friendship group from school. So mine and Marco's friendship group from school know. So uh, I picked up the phone and I phoned Lijo and Brandon and Jay, uh, which just the three of the weirdest phone calls or f the three weirdest I don't even know the word phone calls I've ever had to make in my life. And so I got through to each of them and, and, you know, I told them and we spoke about it and we were all just confused. I think that's the word. Even now, as I tell this story, as I sat down to write this and work out what to say, it just still feels confusing. It's almost as if it doesn't feel completely real. I've known Marco since I was 11. We both went to Brook Weston and between years 7 and 11, uh, we weren't the closest of friends. We knew each other, you know, we saw each other in school, we spoke occasionally, and really randomly I remember that Marco once came along to a Corby Borough Council meeting that me and Lewis went to during the Corby magazine days. He came along to help with that. So we knew each other, but it wasn't like a super close friendship. Uh, but then as we moved into year 12 at Brook Weston, me and Marco and Lijo and Jay, we all happened to pick the same subjects. So we were both studying IT, sorry, we were all studying IT and e-business, which meant that five days a week for eight hours a day, we'd all sit together on a row of computers talking and pissing around and planning our weekends and even occasionally working. We were just a typical group of 17-year-old friends. Uh, and the four of us in school, me, Marco, Lijo and Jay, uh, we, we kind of came as one, whether it was in school or on a night out or making some other random plans, it would more often than not be all four of us. Even now to the point where, um, you know, I, I even now say their names in the same order as a collective. So I say Marco, Lijo and Jay, it's just it rolls off the tongue, right? That was our group. And then around... A year into sixth form, Marco left to take a job with Google in London, even though when he told us we thought he was joking because he was so fucking good at bantering us and winding us up and convincing us of things that we couldn't quite work out whether randomly one day when he came in to tell us, we couldn't 
quite work out whether Google really had offered him a job because that was the first we heard of it. But it was true, and so he he took the job of Google. And around the same time, so just after sixth form, I moved to London to do some work of a company in Uxbridge. And so even after sixth form, for a few months, uh, we'd still see each other quite a bit. I remember going into the Google offices with him one evening and just being fucking amazed that anybody managed to get any work done in that building with like a corona in one hand and my phone in the other just waltzing through these corridors with him it's just yeah just the most surreal working environment and I also remember one time uh, must have been around the same time when I bumped into him in St Pancras when we were both on our way from London to Corby and he taught me a way to get cheaper peak tickets home so I didn't need to wait around for the two hours so we could get on the same train that day Put short, as I'm over the last week, I've I've had like a million of those random memories, and I didn't think it right to put them all into a public podcast. But I think what I'm trying to get at here is that we were really good friends for a few years, and since Friday, I've been trying to get my head around the fact that I will never see him again, because this, and this might sound weird, but this is the thing that I've struggled with. Right, since Marco moved to Serbia a few years ago to take a job out there I've probably only seen him maybe three or four times we typically meet up maybe once a year and I think it was actually uh, this time last year that we last met so it was around 51 weeks ago that we were last together in Corby we did a night out we drove to Kettering we did a few things there and then he dropped me off Um, and I tell you that because it was that the fact that I've only seen him occasionally over the last few years that made it so hard to comprehend what I was told on that phone call. And I can't quite put into words why. Maybe it's that, you know, I hadn't seen him a lot. Maybe it's that uh, because it happened so far away. But whatever I whatever I did, I couldn't quite, in those first few days, uh, make it feel real. Our group from school was supposed to meet over Christmas, uh, and that would have been the last time that I saw Marco if the plans came together. But... As it, as it always does with five adults, if you include Brandon, who's always, oh, sorry, who's also part of our group, five adults trying to make plans, life just got in the way and we, we didn't end up meeting. Uh, and the reason we were going to meet over Christmas, the reason I tell you this is because after years of not speaking uh, really as one group, you know, I'd speak to Marco, I think I spoke to him last a few weeks ago on the phone, but although we'd all speak to each other individually, that group from school hadn't really spoken properly as a group in years but then something happened back in October when we learned of the death of somebody else who we went to school with that it kind of woke us up and so uh, feeling whatever feeling we had at the time we planned in October to meet in December but in the last week despite the fact that me and Lijo and Jay and Brandon haven't been all that close over the past few years the I don't even know the word, like the care and the support that I felt from them and hopefully that they felt from me in the other direction has been incredible. That group and Sanisha, who is the one who phoned me to tell me the news in the first place, we've all texted and called and we've spoken and we've shared memories and we've tried to explain uh, through whatever words we can find how this feels and we've tried to work this out. Even though it doesn't make sense, we've tried to make sense of it together and I found that really meaningful. Um, I just think that that's important to say in a moment like this, that it just, yeah, it means a lot. And I can't express, uh, not that I think any of them listen to this, but I can't express how 
uh, grateful I am for that group of friends, although we haven't spoken in years. Uh, I think that it's unfortunate that something like this has happened for us to realize it, but we are still uh, really good friends, and you know that's that's shown this week. And it's, I suppose it's made what is a a shit confusing situation that tiny bit better. Now look, I'm I'm not really sure how this works. I've never been through something like this before. I don't know what to expect in the future, but I just feel sad when I think about the whole situation. Of course I do, right? I feel sad for Marco and for his family and for his friends, both here in the UK and in Serbia. And I just feel sad for everything that could have been. But amongst all of that, as I always try to do when I try and reason with everything in life, whether it's something positive or negative, you know, we've spoken about this similarly in the past with the stuff with my dad. Um, I try and find something to take away from situations something to to learn from the things that happen in life whether they happen for a reason or not and what i've learned in this situation so far is this it's that we should all do our absolute best to hold on to those distant friendships even if they've drifted even if adult life gets in the way even if sometimes it feels like a lot of effort because um as i truly felt this week for the first time ever none of this is guaranteed there's no way that back last March when I got out of Marco's car that evening I expected that to be the last time I saw him nobody could have seen that coming and whilst I can't do anything about how I feel about that what I can do is make sure that this situation teaches me that life is fickle back in October when we were all speaking in that group chat that I told you about uh, you know, it was the news of somebody else having died was what brought us all together in the first place and we were talking and I felt compelled to send a message to Marco and to Jay and to Lijo and to Brandon and the message said this uh, I said, you know what, I know we hardly talk anymore but I love you boys I just don't want one of us to randomly die and we haven't said how good those two years of sixth form were I sent that message in the group chat to five of us in October and 127 days later there there are now four of us none of this makes sense but what does make sense to me in this moment is this that absolutely nothing is guaranteed so please as you listen to this episode just try and remind yourself of that that none of this is guaranteed whatever that means to you whether that means that you need to reconnect with an old friend, send a message, or whether it means that you need to sort out some beef you have with a sibling or see your parents more often or be brave enough to actually be yourself in this life, whatever it means to you, please take it from me that none of this is guaranteed. And then go and do what you need to do before it's too late. Whew, right, that is all I have for this week. Um, it, it doesn't feel right to talk about anything else uh, in this episode, nor has much else been on my mind from the last week, if I'm completely honest. But nonetheless, I'll leave it here. Um, thank you, as always, for listening, more so than ever on this episode. It does really mean a lot. And look, I hope that you, I hope you have a good week. I hope that things are feeling slightly more normal next week for next week's episode. But look after yourself between now and then, and I'll see you back here next week for episode number 15 of life and lessons see you then
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.